How's it going, everybody? Austin Wiggins here, your host with Off the Cuff, and today I have an amazing conversation that I'm excited to share with you, and this is with my friend Jackie Murray, and she's a photographer, and I've known her for a few years, and we actually collaborated together. She approached me uh, a few years ago about uh, putting together a, uh, sort of a commercial for her, her photography business, and uh, went out and did that, and we just re- really connected immediately, and I saw her work and was just honestly floored by her work. She is truly one of the best photographers out there, uh, one of the top photographers that I refer uh, consistently, and she's actually based out of the Northeast Alabama area, but really, honestly, if you're anyone, I tell people, if you're within 100 miles of that area, she is definitely someone I would recommend for wedding, family photography, newborn photography, lifestyle photography, um, you know, and you can go find her, you know, her link to, in the show notes, you can access her Instagram and her website, and you can kind of just go check out what she's got going on, because it's awesome. Uh, She has about, at this time, she has over 60,000 followers on Instagram, so, you know, no matter where you're located, she's just a really fun personality to follow on social media. Um, but anyway, I am just, again, really excited to share this conversation with you. We don't just talk about photography. I really wanted to focus heavily on how she got started in her business and how she took her her passion and turned it into a career and uh, transitioned out of her day job into something that she was more passionate about. Um, and just the things that, that she did. Um, and then how really anybody could apply that if that's something that you or someone else is interested in, uh, you know, starting a company or starting a small business and kind of taking, taking your own life by the, by the reins and, you know, uh, really going in that direction. We talk about that, some different things you can do, different things you can expect. Um, so, and you know, it was just a really natural, really fun conversation and we were actually walking the whole time. So forgive me if I seem out of, out of breath a little bit. We, it's hard to talk and walk at the same time, but it was good though. Got my steps in. I was all for it. So here we go. Well, Jackie, my friend, we are here. We made it. So how are you today? How are you doing? I'm good. Full day of wrangling kids. So you have two kids, right? Or three. I have three kids. Three kids. You got two kids and then you just had your third. Just had my third. Three months old. Well, so what's that been like? Uh, It's been a change. The baby's not bad, but my other two fight a lot more. Okay. There you go. That's been an adjustment. Well, so... We, where are we today? You know, where are we? Where are we at this per, current moment, and why are we here? So we are at a field where I shoot at a lot, um, and the reason I like to shoot at this field is because it's super flat, but there are mountains in the black in the background. Okay. And the sun sets most of the year. It sets right behind the mountains, and so it sets up a really pretty scene for photographies for photographers <laughs> there you go well I, I love it and i've seen many many photos that you've done here they always look great and in fact i shot a commercial for you where we, where we yes. were taking pictures in this exact same field and it looked yes. great so but uh so how did so i guess so people so we've known each other what probably three three, three years I, or yeah so? three years about three years and you found me um because you're you're a business owner yourself you own huh? jackie murray photography you yes. know which is your name, obviously. Mm-hmm. So, um, and you, you kind of found me on Facebook. I think it was like one of the local Facebook groups. You saw me. I'd made a post about people looking for different types of video content. And you had messaged me, and then shortly after that, we 
got together and I produced a like a 90 second commercial mm-hmm. we call them profile videos but they just kind of let you talk about who you are and what you do and it's something you can send to clients or um you know future customers that kind of thing yes so um so that's how we met and then we've collaborated on several projects since then and you've recommended me i've recommended you we've worked together on some weddings in the past mm-hmm. um so that's kind of how we got connected those years ago so um from your perspective, I guess, what was that like working with a videographer for the first time? It was new. I'd never done anything like, you know, an actual videographer besides my wedding 10 years ago, and that yeah. doesn't really qualify. But, um, I mean, it was it was really neat. Like, I was kind of shocked at how good the quality and, you know, just seeing myself on the screen was. And yeah. I was like, wow, this is legit. Well, and that's always different for people because, I mean, it's one thing to see yourself in a picture. Right. But to see yourself and hear yourself is kind of can be shocking for most people, when they've, if they've, especially if you've not done a lot of work on camera before. Right. So, but, uh, so, I, so that's kind of how we met. We know where we are. So, mm-hmm. and I'm, you know, we've just been, I, you know, I've admired your work for many years. I've recommended you to all sorts of folks, um, both in Georgia and Alabama, really. Um, that's so great. I was, but I wanted to have you on the show and just because, you know, you're the second photographer I've actually talked to for the podcast. Okay. Um, so let's talk a little bit about just how you got into it. I know you said you used to be a teacher. Yes. So how did you get into photography and some? what are the, some of them? Let's talk about that. And then I want to talk specifically on your flavor of photography and the different areas you mainly hit. Okay. So um, I was a teacher. I taught for seven years. I taught third grade, second grade, and fourth grade. Um, and so... While I was teaching, when I had my first, um, this was back in 2015, when he was born, I wanted to do more than just teach. Like I wanted to find a way to be at home with him, but still make a living. And I wanted to do something that I was really passionate about. Um, And at the time, I liked taking pictures, but from a photography standpoint, I didn't know anything about it like I just like to take pictures you know so you're saying even in 2015 you didn't really understand the technical no wow that's that's surprising no I had no idea how like an actual camera worked that wasn't an iPhone like I had no clue I didn't know lighting I didn't know settings I knew nothing and but I was like well I like to take pictures so maybe I could maybe I could learn photography and that could be something I could do like years and years in the future you know and so i started doing that and slowly i kind of learned as i went which looking back wasn't the greatest way to do it but that's how i did it and i think that's how most photographers do it um but i learned as i went and after i will say to, to, to not to interrupt you but i will say i do think learning it that way does is a better way to generate your own style right whereas i think a lot of people that sort of go the more official route are more textbook checkbox they don't not necessarily but i feel like in this art in this craft video or still imagery when you go it the hard way yes it's harder it takes a little longer in some cases but you develop a unique style right and that makes sense. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. So, I, you know, at least in your work, I mean, you have a very 
you know, the way you use color and your contrast, your composition, um, you know, is, is, it's definitely unique. Yes. You know, it has Jackie Murray written on it. So, That's my anyway. goal. I'm glad you said that because that has always been my goal. But like, I want people to look at a picture and say, that's Jackie Murray's work. And, well, Even if and, my name's not on it. Well, and I do. You know, I <laughs> definitely do. I, can, I mean, I can be scrolling on Instagram. A photo pops up, and I can just about tell you without even looking at your, who, you know, that it was your post. That it was from you. So That's awesome. Um, so, anyway, back to what you were saying. I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, no. I just, I couldn't help but to say that. So. No. So, anyway, um, probably after about three, four years of teaching, and learning photography on the side, it was, it had kind of gotten to the point where I was working two full-time jobs and I had no extra time with my son. Um, and at the time I, I was pregnant with my second child. And so finally, you know, I decided like, I got to pick one and photography is my passion. Yep. And so that's the one I'm picking. And it, I have, I quit teaching and I went full-time with my photography business and I have never looked back and I've never regretted it. Well, there you go. And that's, I love it because, and I was even talking to this, I think, on an episode I was recording a couple of days ago, talking about how to, you know, sometimes being the best father or best mother stems from just being happy right. in your day-to-day. Because a lot of people, I think, feel like, you got to make all the money in the world to support your family and are too afraid to go and pursue their passion that what makes them happy when they wake up every day. But I think that can turn you into a better father, mother, friend. Yes. Even daughter. I agree. Son even. Um, to just put your happiness first so that way your cup is, uh, there was a phrase I heard long ago I use is, you know, give from your saucer, not your cup. Mm-hmm. And if your cup is empty, well, you have really nothing to give. And if you're giving from your cup, that's not a sustainable lifestyle. Right. That's exactly right. Because with teaching, I was constantly drained, stressed out. You know, I was in a bad mood when I would get home every day. And I was like, this is, this is not worth it. You yeah. know, and so I started doing this and it's like, I'm in a great mood all the time. I don't consider it I don't consider it work when I go to a shoot. I'm like, oh, I get to go to a shoot now and have some fun, you know? Absolutely. And so it's just like, it's it's a dream come true, honestly. Well, I love it. And I can relate to you in such a way. I mean, I tell people I get paid to play golf. You know, it's kind of not. <laughs> ironically, I don't like golf. I, I, well, I should say, I like the idea of golf. I don't actually like doing it <laughs> because it makes me so mad. I've never been more mad at a stick of metal, you know, in my entire life than when I play golf. But... Um, but, you know, but at the same time, you know, it is a lot of work, you know, it's like you can just because you're doing what you love, like doesn't mean we're, you know, we're, we are having a good time, but it still takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of patience and it does take a lot of expertise and things like that. Um, right. So not to not to cheapen this. It's just if you, you, you know, I, I told I literally I told somebody this a couple days ago. And I think Elon Musk even said this. He said uh, it's you know, it's hard to be poor and it's hard to be it's hard to become hard to be rich pick your version of art right <laughs> you choose know? your heart so like exactly hard, you can't get out of hard work it's just do you like the hard work you're doing or do you mm-hmm. hate the hard work you're doing yes so. that's exactly right i mean i have nights where i'm up till you know two or three o'clock in the morning editing and things like that <laughs> and then i have days where 
you know, I, I'm not paying as much attention to my kids because I'm answering messages or, you know, things like that. And it's just like, you know, this is, this is the time, this is what I traded, you know, to, to be with them mm-hmm. and to be able to like create my own schedule and, yes. you know, things like that. And it's worth it. Absolutely. So that's definitely something I love about what I do as well. And, the. You know, but it definitely, you know, it definitely, um, it's definitely not like, you know, you can sort of schedule vacations around it. You can, yes. you know, like, you know, okay, well, next week I need to be focused on, I don't have kids, but in your case, like, I'm sure it's like uh, next week I have sporting events or plays or whatever it might be. And then yes. you're like, well, this week I can kind of schedule everything a little double time and work a little extra this week. So next week I can lay back a little bit. Exactly. So I love that. So that's definitely, as far as business ownership goes, that's definitely a perk in, in many cases. But uh, so, t- so talk about the, that's how you got photography. What were some of the, I guess, what were some of the biggest struggles you had getting started? I mean, because, you know, right out the gate, you said you had to kind of learn the, the art, you had to learn the craft. And yes. we don't, I don't really want to get into all the like technical nuance of photography. Mm-hmm. But there is, I tell people like, at least with video, it's kind of like learning Spanish and golf at the same time. Because <laughs> it's, because it's a language and there's also. Yes. There's a physical element, plus you're dealing with sunlight and you're dealing with, whereas in golf, you're, there's environmental factors that you have no control over. Uh-huh. In photography and video, it's the same way, you know? Yes. So it's a language, it's a, there's, you know, there's body mechanics, you know? So like, what would you say is some of the biggest hurdles you, you went through starting your business, building your brand, attracting customers? What was that like? So, um, one of the ways I've always thought of it is like, when I first started, it's it's kind of like driving a car. Like when you first start driving a car, you're focused on what you're doing. Like, am I doing this right? Did I use my signal? Did I break? You know, all the things when you're learning to drive a car. But after you've been doing it forever, you do it without even thinking about it. And you're paying attention to the things around you, if that yep. makes sense. Mm-hmm. So... That's kind of how it was with me. Like at first, when I first started taking pictures, I was focused on like, do I have this setting right? Um, do I have this angle right? You know, and it it almost kind of turned into being, I guess I related to like a paparazzi sometimes. Like oh. I'm sitting there looking at my camera taking pictures, but I'm not focused on what my subject is doing. Okay. Yep. Because I'm more worried about what I'm doing. Yeah. That was my struggle at first. Yes. And then once I figured out what I was doing and like it became second nature to me, then I'm focused on, now I'm focused on my subjects. Like, yep. what are they doing? Are they, you know, showing some real emotion? Is that a shot I could get, you know? And I'm not worried about, oh no, I didn't change that setting or, oh yep. no, that was a wrong angle, you know? Yep. And so, and it, and it, brings out like it shows in your pictures yeah like if you're focused on what you're doing instead of focusing on what your subject's doing it shows in your pictures well and i love that and and like i said i the other photographer that i that i brought on and i believe i'm releasing his episode first and his episode we talked a lot about literal like we got fairly technical with him we talked a lot about the differences in photo and video and some of the overlap Mm-hmm. Um, so with his week did get very, very technical, but, um, it is difficult even in the video world to not put the vision first. Yeah. It's like not being able to see. 
even when I talk to in my mentorship network and when I'm talking with other people um, that are just starting out, have questions, I'm like, you got to first, you know, you, yes, you need to know the technical, you need to know the terminology, you need to know how the optics work and, you know, all those things and settings and, you know, your camera and you know how both Lightroom, different software, yeah. you know, works and that kind of thing. All those things are critical. But if you don't have that vision, you don't have that eye, then it's going to be, it's, you can learn the technical, but it's very difficult to, to learn the, the, the eye, right. you know, have that eye for storytelling, have the eye for where things go in the, in the shot, have the eye for, you know, if this person, you know, angles their head slightly differently, they're going to look completely different. Yes. You know, and being able to get to where you can actually see that vision, communicate that vision, but then know how to technically achieve it. Right. And then eventually that becomes, at least in the video world, that the, the, the camera almost becomes an extra arm. It's almost like it's like your third arm, mm-hmm. you know. But I think that's the critical. I'm glad you said that because that is definitely something I talk to people that are new to the um, video art. Um, is just having that vision is critical. Yeah. So very, very cool. So what would you say like in terms of like, let's talk more about get out of the photo world for a moment and okay. just talk about more like business ownership, starting a business. Cause I think that's probably more relatable to some of the people listening to this is cause what was that like business ownership, starting your business, getting your brand, getting your website, getting your marketing, like, you know, what was that like? And how was that to probably, I mean, that's just as difficult as learning the camera. Probably. It is. And, and I always tell my husband, like, I'm a photographer. I am not a business person, yes. you know, but I still have to do the business side of it. And I mean, I think at the beginning, I didn't realize how much it actually is on the business side of it, if yeah. that makes sense. Like how to separate yourself from a starving artist to, yes, you know, a thriving business person who's able to feed their family, you know, go, you know, and live a thriving, comfortable life. You right. Know? And, and, you know, and the marketing part of it was, it, and still is one of my biggest struggles, which is really sad to say because I have an undergrad degree in marketing. And it's still, it, you know, that was from 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. And so now marketing has changed. Oh, 15 you know? years ago might as well have been a century ago. Exactly. And so yeah. it's like I started from square one and I knew nothing about marketing. And so I've had to learn, you know, how to market. Yep. And it's still something I struggle with. Well, and especially, you know, and the thing is, even if you knew all the answers, doing that on top of running the business, on top of creating the art that you sell, you know, that you make a living on. It's like, it's having the time to do it. That's the thing yes. is you can have all the answers, but if you don't have somebody solely focused on social media campaigns and, you know, web, you know, building your website, updating your um, behind the scenes content constantly or a right. blog or whatever, whatever you might be doing, you know, even if you knew, if you, even if you know all that, it's still doing it. It's like, that's a full-time job. It is. On top of the actual job yes. that you're marketing. Mm-hmm. So I agree. I mean, that's just a time management. That's something I hear with everybody. I've talked to musicians. I've talked to photographers. I've talked to CEOs. I've talked to web developers. Every, you know, time management, that's the thing over and over and over again I'm hearing is time management and task management. Yes. Is so universe, universally critical. Yeah. Um, and especially when it's just, just a one-person business like me and I'm doing every single bit of it, it's, it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And it really there's is. not enough time in the day. Nope. Even today, I'm like, I'm, I literally was in the car before you got here looking at my entire month of June. 
and I was like mapping out everything and like, okay, well tonight I'm going to go back and I'm going to work for about three or four hours on a wedding uh-huh. and about 30 minutes on another project to try to get that knocked out. So that way I can, the rest of the week will be doable. Yes. So, um, which I could write a whole book about project management, time <laughs> management, task management. I'm so passionate about it. I'm a nerd. My calendar app is a beast. Yeah. Um, which I've recommended in another podcast, but it's called Fantastical. If you've not heard of it, it's no, like, I haven't. It's like 60 bucks a year, um, which, you know, for something I use every day, all day. Yeah, um, it's that's worth not it. a that's not a big deal. It used yeah. to be twenty dollars. They updated it to sixty, um, but it has weather built in it. Mm-hmm. So like for me and for you especially, yes, I'm planning shoots and I have to be outside, and so it's easy if I can just be on the phone with somebody and say, "Oh, are you available next Thursday?" It's supposed to be sunny. Yeah, it's just right there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's supposed to be overcast. We're, you know, twenty percent chance of rain. It's integrates with my um, my to do list on my phone. It I mean it just you can share, which any calendar app lets you share and collaborate calendars but um which if you have a spouse or if you have a um a, a business partner you know if you can set calendars i have like seven or eight different calendars and mm-hmm. they're shared with different people um so if one person updates it you can have them you know view and edit or just view and it's just it's great yeah it helps communication so much yes but i'd say that first and foremost that's the main thing i use for task management i love calendar calendar apps yes but uh well very cool so so you have i love your website you did i mean you definitely did a, do did and do a great job with, with discovering the marketing for your business and you know i have a background in marketing as well and five years after first five years after college i was in uh global corporate marketing mm-hmm. so i learned like gosh in those five years it was like super overwhelming yeah at that point i really just knew multimedia i didn't really know marketing and i was like yeah, but I love it, you know, and that's something that we heavily integrate in our, you know, our business and like not just to operate, but to sell because, because we do a lot of work for commercial. Sorry, I had to yawn. <laughs> let me try to, let's, let's slow down. <laughs> let's look, look, I'm trying to think and I'm having to send your yawn. It's some oxygen. <laughs> I know. Well, it is, it's when you're, when we're literally walking around this, this, we're, we're walking at a fairly good pace. You get at least, steps in. At least for me. <laughs> and uh, trying to think and it's like trying to chew my chew bubble gum and walk at the same time same time sometimes isn't as as easy. But uh, but you know, I just with video content, especially working in the commercial space, you have to understand marketing. You have to understand yes. you know, a company, their brand, their mission, their vision. Because they're not gonna under they're not gonna come to you rarely. They're gonna come to you with a plan. They're just gonna be like, mm-hmm. dude, we need a video, we called you. You know, yes. and you've got to do the digging. You've got to do the um, the research and basically show them what they don't even know. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to show them. Steve Jobs said, people don't know what they want till you show it to them. Right. So that's kind of a major part of what I do and from a marketing standpoint. But I could go on and on about marketing and I'm because I'm a bit of a nerd for that, too. But so let's talk about. I would love to hear. So let's. Well, before we get to the next thing, what would you say to somebody who is one is, is fresh? You know, they have a passion, they have like a passion for cooking or catering or photography or, I don't know, quilting, you know, and, mm-hmm. and they want to start their own little passion project, their own business. Like, what were some of the things that, that you dealt with, like some of the biggest unexpected hurdles? You know, because I think that's a, that's a pretty universal topic right there. 
So I think, um, I think you, you need to have a vision before you start. Like, where do you want, where do you want it to go? You know, how much do you want to do it? You know, like, is it, is it, does it need to be a part-time thing? Are you wanting it to be like a full-blown, this is providing for my family? You know, I think you need to have, I think you need to know where you want it to go. Mm-hmm. Because like when I started, I was just thinking like, I just want to make enough so I can quit my job. That's what I was thinking. And, you know, as I kept doing it, I was like, okay, I don't, I don't want to, you know, I want to be able to do more with the, the, with the business than that. Like, I don't want to just, you know, it be enough to get by. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. And so I, don't, I think you need to know where you want to go with it. And you need to, to research what you need to get it there. Like, you know, how to, to, how to do a website and, yep. you know, how to, how to get clients, how to market. I think you need to have an idea of all of that before you start anything because, I mean, it's like you said earlier, like sometimes the, the hard way is worth it, but sometimes, you know, it would have, it would you would have gotten to it faster if you would have known more things from the get-go. Does that make sense? Well, that's true. That's true. And I think um, if you have the funds to bring on, you know, it's, it, craft your art. You know, folk, I think cut your teeth in the art world, develop your own style. But when it comes to website, when it comes to brand development, if you have the funds or you're willing to, you know, bring, I would rec- I would recommend if you have it to bring on some consultants Yes. for that part of it. Yes. Um, you know, because they're not, you don't necessarily need to develop your own style for everything. Exactly. Right. The art is critical because, I mean, that's what you're trying to sell, that you're trying to differentiate yourself from the competition. But bring on other people if possible. If you, um, if your uncle or your your dad or spouse, you know, is has a background in marketing, maybe they do websites, you know, you have a friend's friend that you could take to take to dinner one night. Mm-hmm. And just talk for a couple hours. Yes. You know, I know I've I've done that many times where I just talked to people, you know, for an hour or two. Had did took them to dinner and just picked their brain. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a fairly usually you can find people that received a lot of help in their career and are happy to you know pay it forward. Right. So that's something I would recommend is see who you have around you that has experience that you could talk to. You know. Yes. Um, other people in your life that started a business. You know, take them to t- buy them coffee. You know, take them to dinner. Um, and then if you have a little more funds than that, maybe bring on a couple consultants or something or, or continue that conversation and, um, just don't be one of these people who talks to somebody for an hour or two over dinner and then you're constantly calling them, emailing them, expecting them to give you information. But, you know, um, I think that's a big deal. Yeah. And I, I had been doing photography for, I guess, five years, five or six years before, I finally hired a business coach, you know, and I was like, why didn't I do this earlier? Yeah. So what what was that like then? It was good. Like, uh, it was a lot of, it was new information um, because the business coach talked about things that I'd never even heard of, like search engine optimization and all that kind of stuff. I had no idea about any of that. And so that was super helpful. Yeah. And since you know adjusting my website to for search engine optimization 
that it's been like I can tell a huge difference in the traffic that comes through my website. Oh yeah, I mean, and, and search engine optimization, and the that's basically this. You'll hear that a lot of times abbreviated as SEO, SEO, and it Google used to be kind of dumb. I don't mean that literally. <laughs> like they they just weren't quite as as intelligent as they are now. I don't mean that literally. They were stupid. It's just technology has evolved. So so uh, and back in the day, you could just like put photography like the word photography you could put sort of invisible text photography 3,000 times on your home page where people don't see it but google would be oh that's photography that's a lot of photography we're going to put you on the list of photography but now and for the past several years it has evolved to where it's much smarter than that you actually have to have clicks engagement you have to have people on your site multiple unique people on your site um, they're there for long periods of time. So you have to, so Google basically realized people were just manipulating the system in cheap ways. So now it's, it's much more about truly creating engaging content. So it's a much more difficult thing to do. Mm -hmm. It's a much more organic thing to do than it used to be. Yes. Um, so that's definitely something where search engine optimization has radically changed from the early days, which early days being 15 years <laughs> ago, 10, years ago. 10, you know, 10, <laughs> 10 years ago even probably but um so that's very good i didn't even so business coach yes and i've actually i know a business coach myself and um i've collaborated talked to him a handful, handful of times but um so that's very interesting because you got a business coach that's definitely that's critical advice that's 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 definitely i mean for me i you know i started i kind of grew the business as i went mm -hmm. so i didn't just cold turkey just start my business i started in 2013 and i had a i had a day job from 2013 to 2020 Mm -hmm. And I just got the LLC and, you know, built everything, bought my equipment piece by piece and, you know, seven years in went full time. So my journey was a little bit different. So I didn't have to like, I was, a, I was able to take things very baby steps. Mm -hmm. So that's something I'd also recommend too. It's like, yes, for three to five years, seven years, you might be working two jobs. Yes. And you might have to hoof it for a little while. But that's also another way, because I mean, for my business, I've never taken out any loans or anything like that. Right. And getting, um, you know, video equipment and computers that can handle all that stuff. You, you know, if you were to drop all that in one sitting, you're looking yeah. at seventy to $100,000. Exactly. So um, that's definitely something I recommend. Is yeah. Just try to your best to do things, if you can, to just organically grow it on the side. Upgrade equipment as mm -hmm. you can. Yeah. I mean... Because you can, there's, I would say, arguably, and you know, maybe not in all cases, I can't speak for everybody and everywhere, but generally, if you know how to market yourself, there's a client for every stage of professional. Yes. And understanding that and capitalizing on that is critical. So, right. I, so but that's a, and that's a deeper conversation, but for sure. But I mean, I think that's, that's critical to know. It's like, it's key. It's like you can... You know, and there's a there's a client yeah there's a client for every for every stage of professional. Yes, you know. I agree with that. You know, but if you want to just wake up one day, buy you know, get an LLC, build, get go on GoDaddy, have a website, buy a camera, and expect to be making you know hundred thousand uh, dollars overnight, well, you're mistaken. <laughs> Not realistic. I mean, you can't even <laughs> you can't even. That's like. You'd, be, you'd have a better chance of winning the lottery three times and getting struck by lightning on the way to the bank to get, you know, to deposit <laughs> your money. Yeah. Um, pretty much. So, 
but not to discourage people, but that's a, that's a really, in many cases, hard work, but baby steps path to getting your own business going. Yes. Um, so then tell me, so what are some of the, in the photography world, because we have a lot of people, most people listening to this aren't photographers, you know, mm-hmm. I, do, I do know there are a couple at least listen that are photographers, but um, for bo- most people, they have the, you know, one thing in their pocket that takes some, you know, really nice pictures. Yeah. Their phones, right? Yes. Um, so say you're starting out, you know, maybe you're an enthusiast, maybe you're a photography enthusiast, or maybe one day like you, you had a phone and you wanted to grow into something more advanced. What are some tips and tricks that you could tell somebody that um, maybe they're just a dad or a mom that just wants to take better pictures of their kids on the day-to-day mm-hmm. with their phones? Yeah. Do you have any cool tips and tricks for, like, phone photography? Yes. Um, so one of my biggest things is, and sometimes you can't help it, but if possible, don't take pictures where sun is on your face. Um, even light is better. So even if it's in the middle of the day on a sunny day, stand in the shade and take a picture because you can still tell it's sunny out, but you don't have sun splotches all over your face and you don't have squinty eyes, you know? And so that's one of the biggest things that I see is sun on the face, which, you know, it's not always avoidable, Mm -hmm. but if it's not avoidable, Put your back to the sun so that you don't have squinty eyes. And you still have an even light on the face. Yeah. If your back is to the sun. Well, and that, and just make sure that the sun is not like setting, <laughs> you know, where the sun is like in the shot behind right. you, though. Because then you're going you're gonna to be completely silhouetted, basically. Right. So you still have to be a little bit, you know, at least in the, even in the video world, you know, which there's things you can do in editing, but... but uh, but yes, you're right. I definitely, I definitely agree with that. And even in the, the the video world, like you'll see a lot of these. So sh- and like, like even Apple has these commercials they're releasing. Like this commercial was entirely shot on iPhone, mm-hmm. right? Well, if you go and look at the behind the scenes, the attachments and the everything that that phone is attached to is bigger than a car. Yes. You know, so like yes, it was shot on iPhone, but they're still There's using. More to it. Yes, yeah. they're using um, lens attachments and. I mean, you can, I mean, you can buy, um, and in fact, there's a, there's a company and I'll, I'll link this in the show notes. I can't remember the name of the company off the top of my head, but they sell some really nice equipment that are, you know, not terribly expensive, maybe $30, you know, for a, like a lens attachment. Mm -hmm. And you can actually buy lenses, which they're not actually lenses. They're just piece of glass, little, um, Apparatus I, apparatuses, apparatuses, I guess. Mm-hmm. Apparatuses. I don't think, I know that's not right, but <laughs> uh, that just go on top of your phone's camera. Uh huh. And it can create sort of the illusion of, of nicer lenses. Yes. And I'll put the link to that. But I sometimes, I mean, if you really do want to invest, I don't know, a couple hundred bucks, 500 bucks, you could really turn your phone into a really fun camera. Yeah, you could with a lot less post-processing yeah a lot less editing and it's you know if you're just looking to you know there's definitely going to be limitations you know you're not going to achieve the same you know pixel quality you know um you're not going to achieve the same sort of you know to save the spare the listener all the minutiae you're just not going to get the same effect right if you actually have you know a fifty thousand dollar 
cinema rig or something, mm -hmm. but it's going to look a lot better than just taking your phone out of the box. Yes. And I'll put a link to that one I'm talking about, but it's a really cool, they actually even have an app where you can go in and um, manually control your camera. Mm -hmm. It's like all these different camera controls that you would normally only find on a fancier camera, you can actually access through this app. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a really cool, uh, it's Moment. That's the name of the company. Moment. M-O-M-E-N-T, Moment. Um, and I'll link to that, but it's really cool. So if you're a phone photographer or videographer, that's definitely something. But do you have any other suggestions on like, from the photography world other than like, like what if you're trying to use your phone to capture your kid's play or, you know, you know, is there something you, what you'd recommend? Like, I know like the exposure controls, that's a critical one. A lot of people don't know if iPhones, you can really manipulate your exposure controls. Yes. Um, I mean, a lot of times if you get closer, it creates a better image. You still capture the moment, but it just creates a better image because it's more focused on the subject mm -hmm. instead of if you're just standing way back and just have a wide shot of everything. Mm -hmm. that's, yeah. that's one of the things that I try to do. Well, and the key takeaway there in both of your recommendations is not necessarily the tools, but more so your physical um, approach to it. Yes. You know, it's like, where, where's the sun? Where, you know, how close am I to the subject? How mm -hmm. much is there distracting foreground? Is there distracting background? You know, so there's a lot of, I mean, really that's, I mean, that just, in any form of photography video, there are, you know, just principles that regardless of the tools you have that you just have to keep in, keep in mind. But mm -hmm. uh, like I was actually at a concert a couple weeks ago and I just, requ I literally brought the, I was on my phone and it looks excellent on a, you know, for, for a phone video. Yeah. Um, and I brought the exposure level all the way down. So if you're on an iPhone, you can like sort of touch the screen and kind of drag down. And it actually shows up a little exposure meter where you can, you can actually, if you tap and hold, you can lock the focus and the exposure. And if you drag it all the way down or all the way up, if you're in a dark environment, I really wouldn't recommend turning it up. Um, like in a concert setting, it looks excellent. Mm -hmm. Because I found that in most instances, cameras, 80% of the time, if not more, images look bad because they're just not properly exposed. Yes. And to the listener, that's basically just means how much light you're letting enter the camera's view, sort of hitting the, the sensor, as it were. It's the part of the camera that senses light. The, that, that's uh, generally images look way better if you just expose properly. And that's just something that's very easy to do on a phone that a lot of people don't even think about. Yes. Um, and editing photos is a very powerful tool, like just the built-in phone editing controls. You can edit your highlights and your shadows and your details and your saturation, how much color, you know, if you want to add color, take away color. Mm -hmm. So they're pretty, very powerful. Yes. You know, what these phones can do. But, uh, well, very cool. So what would you say... What's the most, you know, as a business owner, as a photographer, what are some of the most rewarding parts of, like, tell me some, like, just stories about epic moments you've had with clients or just big wins or just everybody just smiled, just engaging with people. You know, I think, and this, is, this isn't a specific moment. I've had it happen several times, but I, the biggest thing for me is when I do, like, a family shoot or something and the mom... It's usually the mom, and she always feels like it went terrible, especially if she has young kids, you know, and she, she's always, I, I've been asked so many times, did you get anything, mm -hmm. you know, and I always am like, listen, 
I'm, I'm not going to leave here until I'm confident that I got enough for you, Absolutely. you know? And so the biggest thing is, you know, when I, I find a, I send them their gallery and they reply and say, I can't believe that you got all those. Like I'm crying right now, oh, yeah. you know? And I'm just like, you know, it kind of reassures me that it's like, okay. Cause I, sometimes I'll look at a session and be like, I don't, I don't know if they're going to like these, you know, and those are usually the sessions where they come back and they're like, I love this so much. I'm crying, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so I'm just like, okay. Oh, okay. Reassures myself a good bit. Yes. Well, and this is such a high pressure, capturing people's faces, capturing their lives, capturing their children. I mean, weddings. I know you've done weddings and mm -hmm. do weddings. Um, my gosh. And, you know, we do weddings as well from a video standpoint. Yes. But my gosh, the pressure. So much pressure. You know, to the smallest thing to the biggest thing. It's like your people are trusting you with their the memories. Yes. I mean, God. This is your only chance. Yes, especially, <laughs> you know, birthday parties, you know, when you're first, you know, smash cakes and the first year birthday parties and mm -hmm. the, cause you're only gonna have a birthday party once. Yes. First, first birthday party once or whatever, you, you know, engagement session, you got the photo weddings. It's just like, man, if you really sit back and think about it, you'll pull your hair out. Right. You know, you almost <laughs> have to just, <laughs> cause people ask me like, man, is that not the most stressful thing in the world? And I'm like, yes and no. I mean, there's, there's aspects of it that if you think about it too hard, you'll, you'll go to bed crying and wake up sad. You'll wake sure. up with a frown, you know, it's like, oh no, you know, I'm, 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 they picked me, oh no. You know, but if you just go at it, and at least for me, preparation is so critical. You know, yes. having backups, having mm -hmm. multiple conversations. Yes. You know, leading up to events, really understanding the client, understanding their wants, their, their, their desires, their expected outcomes, and just communication, heavy communication, I think is a big, Yes. way to combat that major communication um so i, I mean and that's just something that just in marriage and you know business partnership you know parental parents and kids it's like <laughs> i mean comes in handy everywhere communication professionally and personally even like meeting a friend for coffee you know can be so frustrating if you have a friend that just is not the best communicator yes and it's like oh you know, so uh -huh. that's just a universal skill that I don't care. Just to live, you have to be able to, if you want to thrive in any capacity, personal, professional, it's like you got to just communicate. Uh -huh. And I feel like the more I'm in business, the less I see people are able to do it. I that's mean, true. It's yep. like communication just seems to be so um, the dying art. Mm -hmm. I think it's just because of social media and there's no face to, there's little face to face communication and it's a very passive age of communication. Yes. So, but it's just, that's a, who can be very frustrating. It can be. <laughs> but, so, so as we get kind of close to time, well, first of all, I want to say just thank you again for coming on the show. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, mean, I know we're, it was kind of a, I've just been spamming everybody I know. I'm like, look, I got a podcast. I'd love to talk to you. <laughs> so I'm grateful for everybody that's come on the show and is, or is scheduled to come on the show. And we've had so many interesting folks already and scheduled so many other um, interesting, fa uh, passionate people. So, and you're definitely one of those, one of those many, uh, Jackie, and I appreciate, right, appreciate you. you, appreciate having, t you know, having the courage to walk around with, with me in this <laughs> abandoned parking lot. Getting my steps in. But yeah, but I don't like to meet where, we like to record, like I was saying, told you, is like, I like to record places where the guest is comfortable. Yeah. This is kind of, kind of like an extension of your own because you work here so much with your, with your clients. Yes. Um, so before we get to the sort of a, towards the end of the conversation, I want to definitely make sure that was clear and 
just express my gratitude to you. And, um, but, and just so, so you know, we are in Trustville, Alabama, and I've recorded several conversations in Trustville, mm-hmm. um, mostly with my friends at the church that I worked with. Okay. I still, you know, contract with. Um, so if someone is looking to get in touch with you, you know, how would they do that? Or um, find you online, maybe Instagram. How would they do that to kind of, you know, if you're in Texas or Nebraska, North, you know, North Dakota, wherever it is, they want to kind of see where to get to you or just look at your, your, your repertoire. Where'd they go? Yeah. So my website is JackieMurrayPhotography.com. Um, I'm Jackie Murray Photography on Facebook. And then uh, my handle on Instagram is Jackie Murray Photography. And I'll put a link to all that. And even, I don't care if you're local to Trustville or if you're within a hundred miles, I recommend Jackie. If you're, you know, we're about 25 minutes north east of Birmingham. Mm-hmm. So I recommend Jackie to people, if you're within a hundred miles, I know, you know, that sounds like a stretch. I live about a hundred miles away and I'm here getting pictures taken after this, <laughs> <Yes>. literally. <laughs> so I'm, I'm a true testament to that. She is absolutely incredible. And if you're not local, you know, she posts all the time on Instagram. Her, her pictures are just absolutely gorgeous. They tell stories, you know, just to, just from an entertainment standpoint, seeing what all she's doing, highly recommend her Instagram. You have quite a few followers too, I noticed on Instagram. I do. I do. That was not, I have no, no rhyme or reason for that. Do you, do you have an idea? Like, what's the count at to approximately, do you know? Uh, last I checked, I think it was around 60,000. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a lot. So, so <laughs> the proof is in the pudding. Find her on Instagram. Look at her stuff. Even if you're not here, definitely somebody you'd want to follow. If you're interested in newborn photography, mm-hmm. if you're interested in maternity photos rich in family sessions you know what i mean some of the stuff you do with families is just absolutely incredible i know you bring you like have a whole session where you got to the river some sessions where you bring yes. lambs in uh-huh is it where you actually had lambs in one time for was it easter or was uh, that? it was for easter yep i have a little lamb uh every year that i get it it's not the same lamb it's usually two or three days old from the farm that i that i get it from too bad your name's not mary right you know then you could really go in mary had a little lamb <laughs> photography there you go yes but uh, um i have i have a um a unicorn and a highland cow coming next weekend so i'm excited about those too but yeah i do do all kinds of things and i try to make it fun so tell us a little bit about before we kind of get to our recommendations i always like to end the show with recommendations and that's pretty much anything it could be tangible intangible related to the conversation unrelated so if this is your first time listening that's always kind of just a fun treat to just you know as people as human beings we just we use things daily or yes. weekly that you know pretty much could help anybody you know mine's pretty practical and sometimes they're more sometimes they're spiritual sometimes they're physical sometimes they're things you can buy sometimes there are things you can do places you can go but so we'll get to that at the very end but before we get to that just touch specifically on the different spheres of of your business and like photography standpoint so what are some of the most like just i know you do the smash cakes and the engagements and the weddings and the family sessions but like just dump all of it what all what is what all you do because <laughs> it's, it's all it seems like it's always just you know yeah i, I mean you know blowing I've, up i've dipped my toes in a little bit of everything um maternity and newborn is what i specialize in that's what i've trained the most in that's what i've studied the most um, but I, I mean, I do it. Like I said, I, I'm doing unicorn sessions next weekend. Um, and all the little girls love those. Um, which obviously I don't want to assume 
but I'm assuming they're not real. They are not real unicorns, <laughs> unfortunately. You're you're really bursting my bubble, Jackie. I, I perked up and I was like, man, I know this whole time she I finally they, found one. I was like, man, we got I've got to come out to this and just take a picture of this thing. We'll both be millionaires. Like, what are you doing sitting on this unicorn? Yes, it was my secret. <laughs> uh, so anyway, but yes, I mean, it's just it's amazing. So what else? I know Smash Cake is the fun one. You know, that's a big one. The first birthday parties and all that. Yes, Smash Cake. Um, I, I like to do I like to do lifestyle pictures um, in the home, especially when a family is, ha, has a new baby, um, and those are fun. And I actually even I set up my studio to look like a lifestyle session in case somebody like I, I don't want to clean my house, but I want these lifestyle pictures. Uh, I have a spot for that. Genius. <laughs> So nobody wants you to come into their home. Exactly. I mean, I mean yeah. you might have somebody, but it's so rare. But, oh, yeah, come on by. Everybody's like, exactly. no, <laughs> no, don't come in my house. My house is too messy. Yes. Um, and for I'll be honest. So explain Smash Cakes, because there was a time as, you know, bachelor or young, like I had, I mean. No idea. No idea what a Smash, I had to Google it. And I think that when, when you mentioned it in your first video, I think I had to Google, what is a Smash Cake? Uh, so Smash Cake is what you do on a baby's first birthday. Um, and basically you get a cake and you put it in front of them and you just let them go. Some of them will dip their finger into it and taste it and won't like it. And other ones will absolutely destroy it. And you, just you take pictures of them the whole time and uh, it doesn't have to be a cake it can be any kind of food it can be tacos yeah or huh. donuts I never, I never thought. well and i know at least in many instances it's the first time the baby's ever had sugar yes Which, most of the time every now and then you know mom will be like yeah they love sugar you know yeah but most of the time they've never had sugar I love it. So and it's like a new, a new thing to them. How long have you used How long has this tradition been around that you did you know of? Because it's fairly new, isn't it? It's it's pretty new. I would say, it was getting really popular around the time I started because okay, so I remember doing, uh, I remember doing a smash cake session with my son when he was one, and I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. I've yeah. I've never heard of this before. I love it. I was at a birth. One of my best friends, his daughter just turned one, and they had a smash cake and. It, it took her a while. I've actually seen two done. And sometimes they just look at it like, uh, as someone in my, per, someone I heard say, like a cow looking at an open gate. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, somebody, are you serious right now? Like, they don't know what the heck they're looking at. And then they, they dip their finger in there and they get a little taste to, taste of the, of the, the devil's candy. Yeah. And then they just go rip into it. And then they look around like, is, is nobody going to stop me? Yeah. Like, well, why are you letting me do this? Yeah. So... Well, very cool. And I would say just before, right, right, right before we get to the recommendations, we're wrapping it up. But what did you, would you say now that you're eight years in, what has been the most unexpected thing and what has been the most rewarding aspect of your, of your day-to-day or your photography career? You know, honestly, the most unexpected and rewarding thing is the relationships that I've built with clients. Like I have clients who booked a session with me and you we've become friends yeah uh, you know our, we, we do play dates with our kids and it's just like anything you know it's constantly like oh let me call this client they're they're a really sweet friend you know I, I could call them about this you know and it's just like the relationships that I've built that I didn't expect to build I've made so many friends so many clients have turned into friends oh yes 
Absolutely. And this is not the first time someone, you know, in this field has told me that. And I agree. I mean, many of my, some of the most amazing people in my network, friends, you know, they start out as clients to become lifelong friends and you just collaborate forever with, you know. Yes. You know, um, actually an episode, um, I forgot what episode it was, but it was called A Couple Hundred Horses Later. Mm-hmm. Had, you know, just met with two clients they found me on google you know six years ago met with them produced a little three-minute video for their non nonprofit horse rescue uh facility mm-hmm. and uh seven years later i'm still going to their house all the time they're you know they're, they're coming to my wedding yeah you know and they're just the most amazing people on the planet yes. so lucky to know them and that wouldn't have happened if i'd stayed in my desk job exactly you know so well, very cool. Very cool. Well, well, Jackie, again, before we get to the Rex, thank you so much for coming on. Um, Absolutely. We're about to start our, our session here in a second, which I'm excited about. But um, so last thing, last final, last but not least, what's your recommendation for, for the listener? So I have a lot of clients that need to change clothes at photo shoots. And a lot of them were doing it in their car for the longest time. And that's really difficult to say the least um so i bought a pop-up tent a pop-up changing tent off amazon and it's been like the best thing ever i take it everywhere and it, it would it serves so much more purpose than just photo shoots because it literally folds up into this little circle that i carry around in my car and like you know if we're going on a vacation and, so, and one of my kids needs to potty we pull over and there's there my go. changing tent. I love it. Here you go. And you I go. mean, it's, it's good for camping. You know, it's got so many different uses and it literally is just a little circle that you fold up and then you let it go and it pops up into a full blown changing tent. We're actually walking past it right now. It was so funny. You literally walked up like with a uh, <laughs> flick of the wrist, as they say in Harry Potter, yeah. with the wands. You you had a changing tent right before my eyes. Yes. Oh my gosh. So <laughs> it's a pretty mind blowing tool there um especially if you've for, you know for you for professionally but then also even there's so many use cases just have a pop-up standing tent and yes. you know nature camping or wherever uh-huh. it might be so i love that if you send me a link to that yeah um, if you have a specific brand or the exact one that you've purchased i'll put that in the show notes yeah i will so people can find it and down and buy it for themselves okay um and also even like if you're i know i mentioned this on when we talked talk yesterday um you know, even if you're somebody who's looking to get photography done, I wouldn't even ask your photographer, do you have one of these? Oh, yeah. Um, because they may never heard of it and they could purchase it. They're probably, they'd probably jump on it. But like, no, I don't have that. That's awesome. Let me purchase it and we'll have it. Yes. It just um, makes life easier. Yeah. So your photographer, that's something I would ask if you're hiring a photographer, especially in nature. You know, mm-hmm. you're out in a field or buy a creek or something you know yes. definitely ask your photographer if they have one or could get one so and it's like 30 bucks you said something like yeah that. like 30 35 dollars yeah. so, something like that i mean heck that's that's amazing so you i mean you definitely got your money's worth i mean that's <laughs> yeah I mean, people ooh, that's uh such a critical critical tool set and you even <laughs> offer like dresses and things and yes um that's something you know people will literally change and dresses that you have specifically for maternity photos right i'll bring dresses to the shoot with my pop-up tent they'll change into them i'll take them back home they don't have to buy clothes and it's just an added benefit yeah and i mean we could talk for 30 minutes just (laughs) on like 
the craft of maternity and the craft of newborn and the craft of merit wedding photos but um maybe we could have you back on another day and talk more specifically yeah or have like a i also have like a mini session series where mm -hmm. they're you know 20 30 minutes long but they're more niche yeah so maybe have you back on one day and talk like dive deeper yeah sure or even have another one of your photography friends on mm -hmm. and just have a little 30 minute minutia deep dive and if like if you don't care about the the nuts and bolts of the photography world you can skip it but i'd love to do that yeah that'd be great so well very cool so my recommendation before we go so i'm a some might call me ocd i might call myself ocd and it's frankly true i'm ocd so <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> not as bad as i used to be but i love a clean car i mean i love a clean car and i have a little you can buy them in um, Ace Hardware, and they're like little $3, might be 5 bucks, I don't know, little cleaning cloths, and they usually come in a pack of three, four, or five, and they're just these yellow cloths, and I'll link this in Amazon, too. I think I might have bought them on Amazon. Um, and they just will just sit in my glove box, and they're just these probably maybe two foot by two foot squares, and I have a black car, black interior, and it will clean my entire interior in 10 seconds. That's awesome. You know, so something i use off all the time and honestly i can't remember if i rec if i recommended that before i may have <laughs> um but if i have i'll put the link in there anyway because it's that good i need to make a spreadsheet jackie because honestly i'm starting to have a hard time remembering <laughs> what, what i recommended and what i haven't <laughs> so that's homework for me i got to make sure i'm not recommending the same thing over and over again but if i recommended it twice then it's really you good know it's definitely, really good. Definitely jump on that. So, well, very good, Jackie. Well, thank you so much um, for the third, hopefully final time. Of course. Coming on. <laughs> and uh, man, it's been awesome. You've been a very engaging, engaging person to start with. I'm super glad to have you in my network and have collaborated with you. And hopefully we'll get to collaborate uh, much more in the future. Yeah. As both of our careers continue. Absolutely. I enjoyed it. <laughs>